Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Sunrise Cardcast, your one-stop podcast shop for all things hockey cards. My name is Eric Andrews, also known in the hobby as Hammerhawks, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow hobbyist Aaron Goldstein, better known as Crease Collector. So, Happy New Year, everyone. It is our first episode of 2024, so what better way to start than to share a few new additions to my collection over the last few weeks? So, this one actually was a 2023 edition. It was a Christmas present from my wife's parents. And I did kind of know that I was going to get it ahead of time, but it was still obviously really, really fun and cool to actually get it just because I I have something kind of similar to this for something else. But obviously this in and of itself is really cool as well. And what it is, is a crystal puck that holds ice from Connor Bedard's NHL debut game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So what the NHL and Fanatics do for notable games like this is they will take the ice from that game, melt it down after the game, and then encapsulate it in these crystal pucks and other types of collectibles and stuff. So yeah, I know they did this back in the day for Connor McDavid's debut. I actually have something. It's not a crystal puck, but it's the same type of thing, you know, where it's it's a collectible displaying ice from his debut. Um, I also have a uh, like a crystal cube that has melted ice from the Blackhawks 2015 playoff ice, which is pretty cool as well. So yeah, just something really, you know, kind of unique and cool. And uh, I mean, obviously a very tangible piece of a historic game. So uh, when I first found out they were going to be doing these, it was something that I definitely really, really wanted to have for my collection. And uh, yeah, put that on my Christmas list and pretty much just said, hey, like, if you guys aren't going to buy this, like, let me know because I want to make sure I get one. So if you're not going to do it, I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. So yeah, I knew that I was going to be getting it from them for Christmas, but yeah, still obviously really cool and and fun to open it up. And the presentation is really, really nice. Comes in a really nice box that has a photo from his debut game and just a a really nice presentation. And uh, yeah, a really, really cool piece for my collection for sure. See, that's awesome. Like stuff like that is just, is really, really neat. You know, we always talk about, you know, cards and kind of what they're doing to kind of, you know, entice collectors and and push those boundaries. But we, you know, we sometimes forget that we can go out there and sort of expand our collection in other ways, too. And so this is for you and your new Bedard collection, definitely a way to do it. And we were just talking like right before we started recording. It's probably the cornerstone of your Bedard PC so far. I mean, it's going to be really cool watching that collection grow. But uh, I mean, for right now, at least it's probably the best item in your collection. And uh, yeah, rightfully so. That is that is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always fun to add kind of like a more of a traditional memorabilia type of piece to the collection, you know, since we're we're both so heavily card guys. But, you know, so it's not every day that, you know, a, a more traditional memorabilia collectible type of thing enters our collections. So 
yeah, definitely cool to have something like this. And I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, you know cornerstone aspect of the Bedart collection because another recent addition to my collection, I've mentioned on the show previously, but I've been keeping up with the Upper Deck Game Dated Moments cards on EPAC. Whenever Bedart gets a new one, I've been sure to go on there and make sure I get one. And uh, over the course of the season, I have not been lucky enough to pull one of the gold parallels. And basically how, how it all works for anyone who might not know or be familiar with the, the program is you buy a quote unquote pack of whatever the specific game dated moment card is. And then randomly inserted within those packs will be a gold parallel numbered out of 100 um, just completely at random as an extra card. So it doesn't take the place of the basic card. You still get the basic card, but then 100 of the packs have the additional gold parallel as a free insert. So out of all of the Bedard Game Day Moments packs that I have gotten throughout the season, I have not had the good fortune of pulling one of those gold parallels. And basically how it works, the Rookie Game Day Moment cards are numbered out of 1199, and then the golds are numbered out of 100, like I said. So it's essentially a 1 out of 12 chance that you would get one. And I believe I've opened somewhere like 14-ish packs or something. So... I was kind of like, okay, like eventually I have to get one, right? Like it just seems like, you know, it's a matter of time and, you know, just based on the odds, like you should get one at some point. So I think it was back, whatever the the first Friday of, of January, I think January 5th, a new wave of Game Day Moments cards came out and Bedard had one recognizing his overtime game winning goal against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, which was a really cool moment because I I remember watching the game. I remember seeing him get the puck in their defensive zone and just thinking to myself, like, just go up the ice, take it down and take a shot. Like, don't worry about anything else. Just go. Like, just go get a shot off, see what happens. And that's exactly what he did. He just cut right through the middle of the ice and took a, a really deceptive shot against Hellebuck that he just could not track it. It seemed like he almost assumed that it was going to his blocker side based on the angle that Bedard was shooting the puck from, but then kind of in the middle of his shot, he changed the angle and ended up shooting it back to Hellebuck's glove side. And I mean, just, I'm sure you can appreciate this, Aaron, but just seeing a player be able to change a shot like that and fool one of the best goalies in the world and just beat him clean and it's not like he was screened. There wasn't, it wasn't deflected. He just straight up beat him clean, like from the top of the circles, just because he was able to change, you know, the angle of his release so quickly that it completely fooled Hellebuck and he had no clue where the shot was going. So yeah, just a, a really cool moment. So these cards come out, I go on there, make sure to get a couple packs. And fortunately for me, I finally struck gold and hit one of the the gold parallels of the card. So not only do I have the basic version of the card, but I do also have the gold parallel out of 100, which is really, really cool. It is really cool. And uh, like, I know, uh, you know, you kind of had to go back to the well a couple of times to kind of <laughs> try your luck at them and, uh, you know, picking up some cool cards along the way, but especially for those gold versions, um, you know, like probably uh, in a good way, like, you know, it's good that these cards are, hard to get and there it is there on the screen there um but uh yeah i'm really glad you finally ended up with these gold cards i'm actually interested to see you know one in hand i don't think i've ever really seen one i mean they look they look great 
you know, right there. But, uh, you know, to see one in hand would probably be really cool also. And, uh, yeah, look, look at that reaction. I mean, scoring that goal, like you were just saying, yeah, beat Hellebuck really clean, you know, as a goalie, you know, a guy coming in on you like that. I mean, I haven't faced shot like Bedard's, obviously, but I can only imagine how, you know, difficult it is to stop something like that when he's come on, you know, right towards you and he changes, you know, that direction of his uh, – or that angle of a stick and just sort of snaps one off like that. I mean, yeah, pretty much impossible to stop right there. And, you know, in the way he came up the ice, all that speed, he's just, I mean, obviously if anyone listening has seen him play, you know, right away, he's just, he's a special player. So once in a lifetime type of player. So, I mean, I'm really excited to see where his career goes and obviously he's injured right now, but I mean, I don't think it'll have too much of a, you know, an effect on him. So once he gets back, I'm sure he'll be doing stuff like that, you know, more often than not, uh, you know, for the rest of the year. I mean, yeah, just special player and uh, yeah, excited to see how his career goes and uh, along with your collection. Yeah. And of course, I don't know how I forgot to mention it earlier, but the, the card pictures his celebration and it was a really fun and, and cool celebration uh, anybody who is familiar with the NBA and with basketball might be familiar with Vince Carter's celebration from the dunk contest back in the day where he just kind of looks at the camera and says, it's over. And that's exactly what Bedard did right after scoring that goal. So, yeah, just a, a really cool and fun moment. And, uh, yeah, just obviously memorialized right there on the card. And, uh, yeah, definitely really, really cool and uh, a fun card to have for my collection for sure. So, yeah, that'll that'll be fun to get in hand one day. Um, I did consider selling it because the gold parallels do sell pretty well. I think they were they were selling for around like 150 US on the uh, EPAC Facebook group that day. But um, you know, I kind of just said, eh, like I've really been wanting to pull one of these gold ones, and I remember this moment so clearly. So I'm just gonna keep it at this point. You know, it's just a, a cool piece for my collection, even if I could you know, turn around and make a quick buck on it. That's not why Aaron and I are in the hobby. So yeah, definitely a, a fun and, and cool piece for my collection for sure. So I uh, just wanted to share about that. And, you know, I know some people have had a hard time getting in on the action for the game dated moment cards. And uh, yeah, just wanted to share that it is possible to get the packs and pull gold parallels and stuff and and not have bots buying them on your behalf and stuff. It is possible to manually do it. And I am living proof of that. So yeah, just a couple, couple pretty cool Bedard editions. And then my final edition that I want to share, calling this my quote unquote midnight mail, because I actually received this card, I want to say on like December 23rd or something. I made a deal with a good buddy of mine, Mike Miller, who he's actually the guy who sold me the uh, Georgia Vesna skate laces and stick nail cards. And uh, we had been talking about this card uh, for quite a while. We'd actually talked about it at the beginning of 2023 and then just kind of was like, okay, whatever. And then for whatever reason, I thought about it again and kind of circled back with him uh, last month. And we ended up coming to a, a deal on it. And I said, well, you know, why don't you hold off on sending it to me? Because I'm going to be gone for the holidays. So I don't want it just sitting around basically unattended. And, uh, you know, he was fine with that. And then I was like, well, you know, I guess it would be inside. So it's not like it would just be sitting outside. So go ahead and send it, you know, not a big deal. And amazingly, it actually arrived before I even left for the holidays, which really surprised me. But yeah, so I was like, oh, man, like, I did not expect for this to come this quickly. 
you know, and I kind of wanted to save it for 2024 so it could be eventually part of my 2024 top 10 because I'm I'm quite confident that it will be. Um, I don't see any way though no, it isn't unless I get insanely lucky this year. But yeah, it, it'll be part of the countdown for sure. So I wanted to save it for 2024. So I essentially just said, well, you know, the package arrived, but I'm not going to open it until the new year. So we ended up uh, cutting our holiday travels a little bit short because both my wife and I ended up having COVID at different points over the holidays, which was so, so thrilling, of course. So we ended up coming home a little bit earlier than planned and we were home for New Year's. And uh, yeah, pretty much like, I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes after the ball dropped in New York for the new year, I went up to my office and ripped open the package. So it was officially a 2024 edition. And this is a card that totally that, counts. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that totally counts. Of course. This is a card that Aaron actually has a copy of. And I know he's probably now wondering, well, what's a big card Ooh, that I have that he doesn't? This is interesting. I think I know what it could be, but I'm not going to guess. I'm always wrong. Well, maybe this can be your chance to be right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared to guess. Just open it. <laughs> there's something out there. Come on. There's, oh man, a card that I already have. That's interesting. Hmm. Is it a one of one? If it was a one of one, you would not have it. Oh, I thought you meant like, uh, you know, I have the same card, like of a different player, but no, I have this have, exact same card. You have this exact hmm. same card. I'm going to guess a, a flurry future watch. Ding, 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 ding. Ooh, I got it right. I want that clip, you know, that I said I never get it right. And now I finally got it right. Oh, this is like, this is perfect. Ooh, what a great card. That is awesome. Wow. I mean, I love that design. Even the base that year was amazing. Very similar, but, you know, very, you know, identifiable. Just awesome. Just timeless card. And especially great timing too, since Flurry just, uh, you know, hit his thousandth game recently, you know, obviously tied Patrick Waugh for second wins all time. And we'll be, you know, moving up there quite shortly with his next win and just, yeah, great timing. Amazing. I mean, look at that. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I mean, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, Flurry is in second place. I know they're, he's so close. He's they're playing so, tonight. So, so it could be today. Um, I mean, by the time it comes out, he'll probably be there. So, you know, you can post up the episode and uh, post this card in celebration of that. So congrats to Flurry in, in advance. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully it is tonight. We're recording on Friday, January 12th. So yeah, hopefully he's able to pull it off and uh, move into second place all by himself. But even if not tonight, I'm sure it'll be very, very soon. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the card speaks for itself. It's, you know, arguably the best goalie future watch auto that there is really. I mean, I guess you could you could make an argument for, you know, Carey Price or Lundqvist or, uh, you know, Vasilevsky or, you know, somebody like that. But I think, you know, kind of the older, you know, farther back you go on the timeline, those cards just kind of rise to the top because it's harder to find them. And, uh, you know, especially, I mean, this is a rarer card because there's only 900 of them compared to the the customary 999 that are out there nowadays. I believe 0304 was the last year that there were Future Watch autos that were not numbered out of 999. So, yeah, they didn't exist in 0405 because it was the lockout year, um, there were future watch cards in the set, but none of them were autographed. So then you move forward 0506, you know, the Crosby Ovechkin year, and they were numbered out 999 and have been ever since. So, uh, you know, being numbered out 900 makes it a little bit tougher. And uh, yeah, just a, a really, really cool card. And 
What's really cool about this specific copy too is Mike actually pulled this card himself from a case break back in the day. So he is the one and only owner of this card up until when I got it a few weeks ago. So, you know, just having that provenance and, and knowing, you know, this has not been handled basically for 20 years at this point. And, you know, I know who pulled it, know where it's been this entire time. And now it's in my collection is, is just a, another really cool tidbit to the card. And, uh, yeah, obviously a huge addition for my 0304 project. And, uh, honestly, probably one of, if not the biggest cards that was left on, on the checklist for me. So, um, you know, I, I still have to get his young gun. I used to have one, but sold it years and years and years ago. Need like the, the Bergeron ice out of 99, um, and a, a few other decently big ones, but nothing super, super big. So, you know, in my opinion, this was, this was really the biggest, most notable card left on the list for me. So, to start 2024 off like that and cross that one off was very, very exciting for sure. So then turning to kind of the, the main part of the episode that we really wanted to spend some time talking about, some people are probably already familiar with the fact that the checklist for the 23-24 Upper Deck Series 2 Young Guns cards leaked online. Um, I know Upper Deck showcased that at the Certified Diamond Dealer Conference that they have every year. You know, showed that off to the people who were in attendance. And even though that checklist was supposed to kind of be a secret or a surprise, not really supposed to be shared, of course, people took pictures, posted them online, and it, it has spread around pretty quickly at this point. So we just kind of wanted to go over that checklist. And obviously, this is a very, very hyped up product for good reason. But it is more than just Connor Bedard. There are 49 other young guns on the checklist. So we just wanted to go over those and then kind of unpack that a little bit. So right at the top of the checklist, as expected, card number 451 is Connor Bedard. No surprise there. We've known he was going to be in Series 2 for quite some time at this point. So, you know, like I said, no surprise there. Everyone has been expecting that. And... uh yeah, as expected. But then moving down the checklist, I'll just read off the rest of the names and then we can kind of go through some of the names that that catch our attention. So starting with 452 and going down the rest of the checklist, we have Damien Giroux, Tyler Angle, Walteria Morela, Maxon Squinet, Jackson Lacombe, Clay Stevenson, Nick Sweeney, Yoel Teasdale, Ty Emerson, Stanislav Svozil, Alex Laferriere, not to be confused with Alexi Lafreniere, Alex Laferriere, uh, Matt Murray, not that one, the Dallas Stars goalie, uh, Mackie Samoskovich, Ty Cartier, Emil Andre, Luke Philp, Leo Carlson, which obviously that's a big one, Hugh McGing, Matt Tompkins, Justin Sordif, John Beecher, Hardy Haman Octel, Zach Benson, Walker Dewar, Uvis Belinskis, Mikhail Pitia, Matthew Patra, Bobby McMahon, Tristan Luneau, Michael Kesselring, Fraser Minton, Samuel Canasco, Lucas Kandata, Arthur Silovs, Kevin Korchinski, Billy Sweezy, Pavel Minchikov, Ryan Shea, John Ludwig, Hunter Shepard, Dmitry Voronkov, Ilya Solovyov, Damon Hunt, Nicholas Matinpalo, Connor Zeri, Mason Lore, Mark Delgaizo, Raphael Lavoie, and then card number 500, the checklist featuring Connor Bedard and Leo Carlson. So Aaron, I will turn the floor over to you. When I read that list of names, who or what stands out about that checklist to you? Um, like I would say the, 
one of the big ones, uh, Leo Carlson, and not for reasons people expect. Um, he was a teammate of Enros last year, so obviously, Fair. you know, coming out of Orbro. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously had a lot of hype around him. And, you know, again, like, as Enroth's former teammate, I got to go with that guy. It's, it's, you know, it's exciting to see his cards finally come out, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans. I know with Anaheim, you know, teams aren't doing – super great but i think you know it's only a sign of good things so um yeah his, his young gun will be you know a hot one for sure uh matt murray as well i mean he he's playing good lately i think he got a shutout um recently hopefully his career does not get derailed by you know injuries like the other matt murray but um you know i mean hey matt murray didn't play for toronto but he also kind of did you know with the other one playing for toronto so kind of gotta you know in a low-key way support him as well I always got to support the Leafs and Enroth in some sort of way. So I think those two guys, you know, as far as this young guns checklist goes, kind of just does it for me. So hopefully those guys have good careers and uh, hopefully their young guns can, uh, you know, go up in value here. Yeah. Funny enough, I've seen a lot of people t joking on Twitter about how Flurry had the chance to get his 552nd win against the Dallas Stars. And that's the game that you were referencing where Matt Murray shut out the wild. So Kind of funny that, oh, you know, Flurry gets robbed of his milestone win by Matt Murray. Matt Not Murray. that Matt Murray, but Ma Not a Matt Murray. Matt Murray, but also that <laughs> Matt Murray. So, I mean, maybe if he plays good and has a good career, he'll be that Matt Murray. True. I'm sure the Dallas Stars would be thrilled if that was the case, though. With with Jake Ottinger in front of him, that might be a little bit of a tall task. True. But you never true. Know. I wonder if Matt Murray and Matt Murray are friends. They should be. I mean, they're both goalies, you know, they're, they're both some cool cool young guys. I'm sure they talk about their names and I'm, I'm sure they're best friends. So for me, a couple other names that stand out. I mean, obviously Leo Carlson, second overall pick, very hyped up prospect, makes a lot of sense. Another one that is interesting, and I'm sure you you would appreciate this, is Matt Tompkins, a journeyman goalie who he was drafted by the Blackhawks like 10 or 11 years ago or something and never got a shot in the NHL, went over to Europe and then came back and thanks to Andre Vasilevsky missing the start of this season, he was able to be the Lightning's backup goalie to start the season and, and got into quite a few games. So cool to, to see him get a shot all these years later and now be on, on a rookie card is really cool for him. Obviously, Zach Benson is another really big name. Matthew Patra, another really big name. Leafs fans will be all over Fraser Minton's young guns for sure. Kevin Korchinski and Pavel Minchikov are a couple of really solid young defensemen. Korchinski with the Blackhawks, Minchikov on the Ducks. So those are kind of really nice secondary type of young guns for both of those teams in this product. And then probably the last big one that stands out to me is Connor Zary with the Calgary Flames. Had a really solid season. So, you know, a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, it's really just Bedard and then a bunch of scrubs and that's really not true. I mean, sure, there's not another guy in the same caliber as Connor Bedard, but there basically never is. I mean, if you go back in time, you really only have an average of like one young gun per year on average that's a triple digit value card. You know, you're not going to have a year where there's three, four, five guys that are $100 plus. It, it just doesn't work that way. You know, we, we just don't get insanely loaded rookie crops. I mean, even you go back to 0506, yeah, you had Crosby and Ovechkin, but it's not like there were, you know, three, four, five other guys like that, you know, you know, and, and that's pretty much like the most stacked rookie class of all time. So I don't know what people were necessarily expecting, but 
yeah, even though Bedard is in the product, again, like I said, it's not like it's just him and then the checklist and then 48 scrubs. I mean, there are some solid names in there, like we said. I mean, Leo Carlson is a really good one. Benson, Patra, Minton, Korchinski, Minchikov, Zary. Like, there's there's still some depth in this crop. Sure, it's not 20 or 25 young guns deep that are really solid, but there are still some really quality names on there for sure. So, yeah, just kind of kind of wanted to make note of that because I, I've seen a lot of people bashing the fact that uh, most notably Adam Fantilli is not in series two. So we'll kind of transition now to focusing on extended for a minute here as well. And obviously with this checklist coming out and then also some of the solicitation for extended that came out a couple of weeks ago, both Adam Fantilli and Logan Cooley's young guns will be in extended series. And again, like I said, some people had an issue with that saying, well, they should have been in series two. Personally, I love that decision. I think it makes a ton of sense because how much have we heard people whining about how junk of a product extended is, there's no value, blah, 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 blah. First of all, I would say that people that are saying that don't understand the point of extended. So there's that. But even if they're saying that and whatever, well, now you're actually getting two really solid young guns in extended. So you know, to me, that was a great decision. I mean, Series 2 didn't need all of those guys included to sell the product. Bedard's in it. That's all you need to sell the product. There are still other good names in there as well to help, you know, supplement the value there. So it's not just a total strikeout if you don't get him. Uh, you know, I would be thrilled to get a Leo Carlson young gun if I was opening Series 2, but that's just me. But yeah, I mean, the, the fact that Fantilli and Cooley will be in extended, I mean, those are the two biggest names that extended will have had thus far for its young guns checklist. So yeah, the fact that there's not only just one, but two really, really solid young guns to chase and extended, I think is, is going to be great for collectors just really help that value for the product. And uh, yeah, I was really happy to see that decision. I don't know if, if you feel the same way, Aaron, or if you feel differently. Well, I, you know, I thought it was like uh, kind of a shock at first, you know, you always hear the, you know, the young gun goes first and then the, uh, the canvas, you know, second, but I guess, you know, it's, it's kind of a new way of looking at things, but you no, know, yeah. I mean, let, like, I know there'll be a lot of like interesting cards to chase, but you know, for those to be held a little while longer, um, you know, it's definitely an interesting decision, but uh, you know, I see why they went that direction. Um, and I guess collectors are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that, you know, that arrival of some new Bedard cards and, uh, and Fantilli as well. But uh yeah, it'll definitely make for, uh, you know, a more interesting extended. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of the point, you know, spread the love across a couple more products, um, you know, that are similar to each other. And that's, uh, you know, that's understandable for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Bedard because, of course, his Young Gun Canvas is going to be an extended as well, which, again, I think that is a phenomenal decision. Again, you don't need to just load up Series 2 with everything and then not have anything, you know, that a lot of collectors might quote unquote want for extended. So, you know, I think holding off a couple of really solid young guns and then especially saving the Bedard young gun canvas for extended was a great decision. And it is really going to help with the demand and popularity of the product. Because like I said, I, I think a lot of, you know, maybe more casual collectors or people that are just concerned about value or whatever it might be, don't really understand what extended is there for. You know, so the fact that now 
there are some more traditional stereotypical type of cards that are going to be in the product for people like that, you know, I think is a really good decision. So definitely happy to see that. And uh, yeah, just uh, don't want to, you know, ramble on about this stuff too, too much, but obviously uh, the series two young gun checklist has been uh, definitely on the front of everybody's minds here over the last few days. And uh, yeah, just wanted to, touch on it real quick. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the flagship series are always very much hot button topics whenever, uh, they're coming out. So yeah, just wanted to touch on that and, uh, it'll be a, a shorter episode to start the year and just kind of keep it short and sweet, show off some cool stuff and talk about a notable topic in the hobby. So I think I'm, I'm good unless there's anything else you want to add, Aaron. I'm good as well. Um, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's nice to start the year off with something short, you know, that people can kind of dig into, you know, as we kind of prepare for the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of cool hobby news that we have, a lot of sweet products that we're opening. And of course, you know, our stories along the way and, you know, the other topics that we cover over the course of the year. And we're, we're happy to have you guys in for another year. So hopefully 2024, you know, is another good one. Absolutely. And whether it be tonight or, you know, by the time this podcast comes out or, Unfortunately, if it is maybe a few days after the fact, a big congrats to Marc-Andre Fleury for moving into second place, 552 wins. Amazing accomplishment, obviously. We're both big Fleury guys, so really, really fun and exciting to see that. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. So as always, please be sure to follow us on social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Centerize Cardcast and on Twitter at Centerize CC. Please also be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to make sure you never miss a future episode. Until next time on Centerize Cardcast, keep collecting those hockey cards. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.